This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Michelle McAdoo, filling in today for your regular host, Mary Margaret Miller, and joined today by Kamel King. And as we do every Friday, we'll be traveling across the state letting you know about events that make Mississippi great. Today, we'll start our road trip in Jackson for the Mississippi Composers Concert. Then we'll head to Ridgeland for the Renaissance Eurofest. Then we'll head to Marks, Mississippi for the Quitman County Mules and Blues Fest and end our trip back in Jackson for the Mississippi Greek Weekend. So hold on tight because we're going for a ride on the next Next Stop Mississippi. We'll be right back after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo filling in for your regular host, Mary Margaret Miller. Now, I'm joined, of course, by the wonderful Kamel King. Good morning. Cello, cello. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing great. This is odd to be on this side of the glass. I it? know. I've never done a show with you. This is like really a moment for me because you've been a radio doing so many things. I'm and so I'm normally glad. in the other part on of the, the glass side. telling you, go ahead, uh-huh. point a finger yep. or whatever. But this is going to be great. We have a great show today. We're going to be traveling all through the state of Mississippi, letting people know what's going on this weekend. And speaking of Mississippi, of course, the 158th annual Mississippi State Fair. Man. 158 years we've been doing the State Fair. Mm. And I love fall and I love the State Fair. And it signifies fall to me. Yes, it does. Um, my favorite thing is the food. I'm sorry. I look, I'm old. I, I love to eat there. And uh, corn is my favorite. What's your favorite uh, thing to do at the fair? Uh, uh, taking my daughter, but mostly the food. You know, it's going to be the... Uh, I, I get weird things. I get the gyro. I get a burrito, a walking taco, you know, an elephant ears. But I don't usually get the chicken on the stick and all that. Because you stuff. like, I think Java mentioned that uh, people line up around the line to get pins at the fair. But you can get pins every day. You can get pins any day of the week. Any day of the week. <laughs> but everybody they are sold out at the state fair. The line is around the corner. Like it's, <laughs> you can get pins anytime. What is that all about? I don't understand that. I don't understand that. But the roasted corn, oh my God, is yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And I made a joke. They asked you, do you want butter? And I just look at them like, is that serious? a question? <laughs> Are you asking me, do I want butter on my corn? What is the point? But, of course, all those health enthusiasts out there, they just like the roasted corn with no salt, no butter. Please. <laughs> well, you know, they're they're entitled to their opinion. Right. But um, speaking of starting, we're going to start our show off with the incomparable Mr. Royce Boyer. Good morning, Royce. Good morning. May Glad I call you here. Royce? I can yeah, call you Royce, and, right? Uh, uh, they have turkey legs, I understand, at the fair. I see yeah. people, you know, huge things gnawing on those uh, turkey you legs. You like that? I've never What's tried your favorite that, thing? But, uh, that might be very good. 
What's but your favorite? But the corn would be good. The better corn? For okay. Me. Yeah, I'd, I'd go for the corn. You do? Okay. A lot of people like the biscuits. You like the biscuits as well? Well, I like it all, too. You know, I'm <laughs> all like of you. it. Yeah. Okay. So we brought you in today to talk about the uh, All Mississippi Composers concert. Yeah. Well, we. Uh, this is a part of the Mississippi Chamber Music Guild's season, our fourth season. And, of course, it's the bicentennial year of our state. So we wanted to contribute to the celebration. As you know, we're opening two new museums in December. And at the beginning of the ceremony to open those in early December, we commissioned a Mississippi composer to write a fanfare for brass instruments. So we have actually uh, premiered that last February, but it will be played at the start of the opening of those uh, museums. It's just a short 45-second fanfare, but it will get us get the thing going. So that was the first thing that the Guild did to uh, celebrate our bicentennial. And then we are having uh, a week from tonight, uh, on the 13th, a Mississippi Composers uh, concert. We have seven Mississippi Composers, six of whom are still living. And uh, so it's quite a variety of music that we'll have, as you can imagine, seven different composers yes. make different sounds. sounds. Mm-hmm. And we're using 17 local professional musicians to perform it. Okay. So it's quite an undertaking for our organization, and we're excited about it. And we hope we can excite a few other people today in our program. Oh, that's going to be wonderful. Well, Royce, tell us about your history with classical music and how it led to, you know, the, the Music Guild and how it has now led to the Composer's Concert. Well, I won't go back uh, all the way, but uh, I guess I am. My father was a professor of music in a small college in Indiana where I grew up as an elementary school student. And I guess it was somewhat natural that I followed that path into uh, appreciating classical music and and going to conservatory as a choral director and singer. It was my field, although I played the trombone in the band and orchestra as well. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so I was professor um, emeritus now at the University of Alabama in Huntsville. I taught there 32 years. Oh, wow. And I was very active with the Huntsville uh, Chamber Music Guild. And I might, uh, I think you'd find interesting, Werner von Braun, as you know, the great rocket scientist from Germany, and his team uh, were all string players. Mm. And they would get around, you know, have a little glass of wine on Sunday afternoons and play chamber music in their homes. Oh, okay. And they finally uh, actually made that into the Huntsville Chamber Music Guild. So okay. the scientists uh, were involved with that. And so when I moved to Jackson 20 years ago, I felt I was missing an element of classical music that wasn't prevalent here. Mm-hmm. We have a wonderful orchestra. We've got an opera that's one of the oldest in the country. We have other college events but we didn't have a real strong chamber music series. And so uh, a friend of mine, uh, Chuck Reynolds, who was a band director at Madison Central uh, High School, and he's a tuba player, by the way. Okay. We're, not, mm-hmm. we're not really chamber musicians, but we both, in just a casual conversation, said, let's get something going. Mm-hmm. And we did. Okay. Four or five years ago now. But this is our fourth season. We have a board of directors, and we're... We know we're pretty proud of what we do, I must say. I can see it, and you saw a need for it, and you brought it here to um, Jackson. That's wonderful. Now, your theme this year is 
up close and personal, music the way it's meant to be heard. Can you expound on that? Because I like that theme. Well, I like it too. I didn't come up with that, but that's that's something that I think is a difference. If you go to an orchestra concert, and certainly I go to them, and I appreciate orchestras. I've played in orchestras. You normally sit, you know, thirty to fifty, sixty feet away from the musicians. And chamber music is actually meant to be played in a chamber, in oh, a smaller room. Okay. Mm. Comes out of the, uh, the the palaces of the 18th century, really, where it was that way. It was not really a public concert. It was oh. for socializing and listening to music closely, okay. close up. So we are trying to emulate that a little bit by um, we put our chair. We're in a flexible facility in Fowler Hall at St. James Church. We move the chairs around. Actually, you look over the shoulder of the first violinist and follow the music if you want to. Wow. You're not all that close, right. but but the idea is you interact with the musician in a different way than if they're 50 feet away from you. Mm-hmm. Right. Just uh, like on stage, yes, you know? Indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and someone was talking to me about this just the other day and said, young people, you know, like to be close you know, rock concerts are uh-huh. 20,000 people. And all yeah. like, but they like to be close and wave their hands and can touch the artist when they go down the ramp. Mm-hmm. And and I like young people to think, well, now come and hear some classical music mm-hmm. uh, up close and personal. Speaking of young people, is that a reason why you brought the Guild to Jackson as well, to go ahead and let the another generation learn about mm-hmm. classical music? Here? Well, we, that's, we're certainly education is mm-hmm. an important thing for us. Mm-hmm. And we... Uh, for instance, we had a, an event. We had a trio here from New Orleans, oboe, bassoon, and piano, and they did an hour at APAC school. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the kids were terrific. They were quiet. They were engaged. They asked great questions. They listened carefully. Wow. Had a really good ensemble feeling with them involved, even though they weren't playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, we. Th- I think we need to go after the young people more. But we also have older folks that think it's sort of stuffy, you know, it's above their head. And uh, that's like any classical art form. There's a learning process to fully appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you've got to start somewhere. And we, we are informal. We, uh, we don't uh, dress up to go to our concerts uh, oh. and that sort oh, of thing. Oh, that's nice. You come, you know, yeah. you come as you are if you want to. I mean, some people put on a little nicer dress or something, but... That's not we uh, we're not after that at all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the music is not all serious. I mean, you're going to laugh at some things okay. mm-hmm. in our programs uh, next uh, Friday night. Speaking of that, let's talk a little bit more about the um, Mississippi Composers Concert. So yeah. Seven composers with 17 performances. Can you let the audience know what they can expect with that? Well, <clears throat> obviously, with 17 different creative minds, the music for each one is going to be singular. Uh, and they're scored for a variety of ensembles. We have one that's a trio of flute, uh, let's see, flute, clarinet, and bassoon. We have another that's a violin, uh, cello, and piano. We have another that is a singer, a mezzo-soprano, a wonderful singer here in our community, with uh, clarinet and piano. So there's a you have that variety to look forward to. Nothing is long. Mm-hmm. I say the longest piece is ten minutes. Okay. Some are only four or five minutes. So if you 
not especially engaged in one thing. You wait five minutes and something yeah. will come along. Yeah. I'm not saying that's the way it always should be, but that's the way it's going to be this okay. time. Well, we want to thank you guys. Thank you for coming in today, uh, Mr. Boyer. And can you let our audience know where they can go to your website to see about upcoming events and then learn more about this concert? And that they can also become a Guild member or a patron, right? Right. Well, we, of course, would like uh, we like uh Patronage, of course, but it takes money to make anything uh, in the arts. But we're not after that. We have modest ticket prices, and uh, we have a website that we're pretty proud of. It's mscmg.net, Mississippi Chamber Music Guild.net, mscmg.net. And you get more information of this concert and the rest of our season, and also purchase your tickets online. Beautiful. And we'll have them at the door as okay. well. Again, we want to thank you for coming in and letting us know about this great concert. And if you you want to uh, find out more information about this, again, that website is mscmg.net. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but when we return, we'll talk with Mike Marsh about the Renaissance Eurofest. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo filling in for Mary Margaret Miller today. And, of course, I'm here joined with Kamel King. Yes, yes, yes. We've had a great morning so far. We have, we have. And I want to tell you, we had Wells Fest uh, on the last show, right. and I went to Wells Fest, and it was fantastic. Really? Did yes, you have it a good really time? was. Had a wonderful time. Uh, did all of the kids' stuff. The music was great. The food was great. It was just a great atmosphere. I saw them setting up um, when I left work Friday. So they were out there building and putting up tents and things like yeah. that. So. I saw that, and I knew it was going to be a great, um, great event. Yeah, and also this week is uh, was the kickoff to Jackson Restaurant Week. Uh, so I went to the Jackson Restaurant Week we VIP uh, kickoff at River Hills Golf Club this past Wednesday, and I tell you, lots of great food, spirits, and everybody was just in high spirit. It kicked off greatly. Oh, that's good. And speaking of kicking off something, we have the we have the Fannie Lou Hamer Centennial Celebration, and it's starting today, and it's going to go till three o'clock to um, this afternoon, and it's in Ruleville, Mississippi. Um, now, of course, Fannie Lou Hamer Centennial Celebration is big. MPB is a part of that. Mm-hmm. We 
we mm. aired her uh, documentary last night, and I hope everybody watched that. It was great. It was wonderful. And check your local listings for another replay of that as well. Um, but today, the ceremony, a ceremonial wreath lane started at 10 today, and it goes to noon, and then the program starts around noon and goes to 3 o'clock with the big cutting of the centennial cake after the program. It's going to be wonderful with um, lots of youth performances and speakers and documentaries yeah. shown there. Again, that's the Fannie Lou Hamer Centennial Celebration in Ruleville, Mississippi. Yeah. Kudos to you guys for the documentary. I mean, man. I learned a lot watching that. A lot of things that I didn't know that you don't read in the um, history books or yeah. maybe she's not even in a history book. You learned a lot about her legacy and what she uh, what she played a part of uh, the Democratic Party in Mississippi. Yes, indeed. Her contribution is just to the highest extent, and she's such a big part of the uh, Mississippi Civil Rights Museum that's opening up. So I encourage you to go out there for the opening December 9th. I'll and ask you, when is that? December 9th. We is definitely will have that on the show, of course. Definitely. We're going to have that on the show. That's a big deal for Mississippi. Yes, indeed. And, and the nation. Mm-hmm. All right, speaking of nation, that's a good segue. <laughs> We're going to um, bring Mike Marsh in now and speak with him. He's the founder and director of the Renaissance Eurofest Classic European Auto and Motorcycle Show. Now, this is men talk. I know yes. a lot of ladies say, Let's I like it. Let's talk about it, Mike. <laughs> good, morning, good morning, Mike. How you doing? Good morning. Doing great, thanks. So uh, I know you're excited and you've been working tirelessly, tirelessly to get this done um, today. So t- tell us uh, about the... Uh, event and how did you get started? How did it get started? Well, we we started this nine years ago. It's hard to believe this is our ninth annual show. I'm a collector of Mercedes, and I just felt that we needed a show that could feature some of the European cars in the greater metro area, and in fact, the whole region of the southeast. And when the Renaissance was first built, I just fell in love with the place. It's just such a lovely uh, center. And I talked to the folks there, and they were a little hesitant, but they said, okay, we'll try it. So we tried the show nine years ago, and it was successful, and it's just been growing ever since. Oh, wow. Uh, after the conclusion of the show this year, it will have attracted 125,000 people. Wow. From, from 10 different states, and 1,200 different automobiles have been on display. We have we have people come to display cars at this show from far away as Chicago. So what, that really was my, a, that was a question I was asking. Uh, are the cars are the people that attend just from Mississippi? But you answered that they come from all over. So this is a real yeah. tourist attraction. Yeah, well, it, it is, and, and it's uh, it's become a significant regional automotive event. Uh, it's one of the few shows in the country that is all European. It's open to the public, and it's free to the public, and it's free to exhibitors. It's just a free, fun family event. Okay. Now, Mike, I'm a true car guy, so please tell me what Mercedes have you collected, and then give us an array of different cars that people can expect to see out there at the fest. Well, my oldest Mercedes is a 1960 300D Adenauer hardtop limousine sedan. Mm-mm. It's it's a pillowless limousine sedan. My, my rarest car is a 1971 280 SE. 3.5 Cabriolet. That's a big five-passenger convertible. Man. And my newest car is a 1990 uh, SEC. So I don't really have any new cars. They're all vintage cars. Yeah, yeah. Oh now, what kind of cars can uh, people expect to see? Because European, that spans uh, throughout a lot of different yeah. brands. Well, for instance, we have a class called the Grand Salon, 
And in that class, you'll have Bentleys, Rolls Royces, and uh, uh, big Austin Healy. We got an Austin Healy uh, limousine in that class this year. The, the This is the 70th anniversary of Ferrari. So Ferrari is our mark of choice. It's a distinguished mark of the show. We'll have about 15 Ferraris here. Uh, got three or four new ones from Ferrari of Atlanta. Got three or four new Maseratis from Ferrari Atlanta. Mm. And then we'll have a, an array of English cars, MGs, Jaguars, Austin Healy's. Uh, got a uh, English car called a Rover, not a Land Rover, but a Rover. It's an old four-door sedan, post-war sedan. And uh, we've got Fiat. But the, the real broadest range, I can tell you, is we have a Ferrari GTO, which is the most distinguished Ferrari in the world. And on the other end of the spectrum, we have a Fiat Jolly, which is a little beach car, open beach car with a canopy awning top and wicker chairs in it that the, the aristocrats mm. in Italy used to take from their villa and they'd go down to the beach in their beach car. Oh, that sounds so interesting. So, uh, Mike, tonight I understand that there will be a 50-car caravan drive to kick the event off. So tell us yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, it'll be leaving about 3, 3.30 from the Hyatt Hotel. We're gonna. It's going to be escorted by uh, Rankin County Sheriff's Department and, and, uh, and uh, uh, Brisbane PD. It'll, it'll, they're going to put us on the trace. We're going to go up the trace to 43, cross across the reservoir on 43, come back down, <clears throat> excuse me, parallel to the reservoir, and then go across on the trestle road, jump on spillway, then jump on back on the dam and come back into the Renaissance, getting back in here about 5 o'clock. Wow. So wow. that's going to that's gonna be 50, maybe 60 cars. I don't I don't know. The weather down south Scott, has got causes a few cancellations, but we think we're going to be able to put the show on Saturday. We may have to move the awards ceremony from 4 o'clock up maybe a couple hours so we can get everybody out of here uh, in time. But uh, it looks like we're going to be able to at least start the show. Well, I'm sure with that caravan, there are people that come outside and stand outside in their front yards or pull over to stop and see. It's a beautiful thing, I'm sure. It, it really is impressive, and, and the common word you hear is wow. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? You know, wow, what is that, you know? And and Mike, you said you said prizes. That that was one of my questions. Um, what are the categories, and how many categories can someone you know win in in? Well, uh, you can enter as many cars as you want if, if they're accepted. But we have we have, for instance, we have British open and closed. That means with a hard top or convertible. We have German open and closed, hard top or convertible. We have Italian open and closed. Then we have a class for racing cars. Then we have a class for our newer cars. They're not yet 25 years old, but they're of special interest. They're limited production cars or like a like some of the Porsches are very limited production. Like some of the Mercedes AMGs are limited production. And we'll have that both open and closed class as well. And then when it's all said and done, the day's all said and done, we will have best of the Renaissance featured mark, which will be a Ferrari, the finest Ferrari of the show. We'll get it with trophy. Then the oldest car of the show the vintage class best of show will be awarded and then the newer class of the show will be awarded so we'll have three grand classes uh, that will be awarded in the show in addition to 16 other classes 
Mike, I imagine more than anything, seeing all of these beautiful vintage cars and and, and all of these uh, uh, foreign and European cars, the stories that the owners have are probably the center point of the whole thing, finding out how they acquired the car, how they keep it in repair and keep it, uh, you know, in good repair and just the whole entire history of the car. Uh, so yeah. tell us about that. I mean, just how much you well, can find out from people. Well, first of all, let me let me tell your listeners that the owners most of the time will be with their car, and they love to tell people about their car. You know, and everybody that comes to the show has got a story about a car. Oh, I learned to drive on one of those. I used to date a girl in college whose dad had one of those, et cetera, et cetera. And all of these cars are prized possessions. I, I have uh, seven Mercedes, and I call them the Righteous Brothers. They're my heart, they're, they're my heart, my soul, heart salvation, my soul and my heart salvation. So, right. Uh, most of the guys, car guys are car guys. Yeah. They, you know, if they don't know what you have, they'll want to talk to you about it. People will want to talk to them about it. And, and the owners are very, very, uh, very nice to people. And we ask the people to come out not to touch the cars, but some owners don't mind. And they'll, if you have a child, they'll say, you want a picture? And let, let, Little Johnny sit in the car behind the wheel and take a picture of him, and it's just a real fun, fun family event. Okay, so Mike, uh, I know notice you have an entry um, for this. Is it too late for anyone to enter right yes, now? Yeah, we because we assign every car to a specific location in the center, not to uh, get in the way of traffic going in and out of the stores, but we put the cars by class. And I even go so far to try to assort them by color to make the best impact for the public. Oh, wow. But we, in order to do that, we have to close off entries at midnight this past, sun, this past uh, Sunday. Okay. And the other thing we have is we have some motorcycles. We're going to have some Triumphs and some Ducatis. And uh, mm. they're very nice, too, Well, as well as European motorcycles. That's going to be good. So if someone wanted to look into maybe next year um, entering this contest or being a part of this uh, fest, what is the website that people can um, find out more about this um, festival? Our, our website is up year-round. It is euro-fest.net, euro-fest.net. And the results of this show will be up next week. We'll have, we'll have photos of some of the winning cars, photos of the event, etc. And let me also tell you that participating in this event also – are European car dealers from the metro area. We're going to have Mercedes, Porsche, Volvo, Jaguar, Land Rover, Audi, and uh, Land Rover, Audi, Jaguar, and uh, well, I guess that's it. Oh, and, and Motor Cars of Jackson will be bringing out five very exotic cars. I don't know what they're bringing yet. He was in Chicago yesterday picking up something mm-hmm. he surprised me with. No telling what he's bringing to the show. Wow. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a great weekend starting tonight with the 50-car caravan. So be looking out for that. And then tomorrow the uh, contest kicks off. Thank you, Mike, for coming in yes, or calling you. in today and telling us about this big, huge event. And we may, I may take my daughter out and we may enjoy some cars well, this weekend. 
Well, the, the first time we had this show, the center did a survey, and the average person stayed in the shopping center for four and a half hours. Wow. So you brought you brought more people to the Renaissance, and they enjoy cars. Thank you again so much, Mike, for uh, calling in today and letting us know about your event. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll speak with Velma Wilson with the Quitman County Mules and Blues Fest. That's going to be wonderful. This is Next Stop Mississippi. We'll be right back after the break. If you're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio, we appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on the MPB Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo. Today, filling in for your regular host, Mary Margaret Miller, joined today, of course, by the wonderful Kamel King. Yes, yes. Good morning. Now, if you're just tuning in before the break, we spoke with Mike Marsh about the ninth annual Renaissance Eurofest taking place tomorrow at the Renaissance at Colony Park. That's going to be a wonderful event. I'm telling you, I wish I had a European vintage car to go for. Now, guys, let me let me just point this automotive scene for Mississippi right now. Mm -hmm. You have the the Eurofest, which is going on tomorrow. Now, always at the at the fair in the trademark, you have the classic car show. Uh, You know, that's my favorite part because it's air conditioned, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) so I go get my I go get my ear corn Uh and then then go to the air, the AC. Uh, But then also on the coast, um, you have cruising the coast. Yes, indeed. So just think, right now in Mississippi, we have like. A automotive history smorgasbord. There you go, smorgasbord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you mentioned cruising on the yes. coast because it is huge, and yes. I mean they completely take over the coast. All the hotels are booked up, and there are cars. Just, I mean, everything you can think of is out there cruising. But not only with cruising on the coast, they coincide with the Mississippi uh, Gulf Coast Music Fest. Yes, and they have Ludacris, Shaggy, Ludacris, and some other bands. And um, but also with um, we have to take into account a lot of um, for for our family on the coast. Right. You know, we're based here in Jackson, mm-hmm. broadcast all over the state. Mm-hmm. But um, with the the Nate hurricane, yes, tropical, right, right. Well, mm-hmm. right now, tropical storm Nate, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have to take into account for all those events that are happening. Right. You know, people have to um, be weather aware. aware. They were talking last night about the fair and about the outdoor events and what is what would be some of the emergency evacuation type um deals when you're at the fair because of all the debris that could happen and all of the um, rides. So they talked about that last night. That was interesting. But, you know, we're, we're praying and hoping that uh, we won't get directly hit and the coast will be fine. And we are here at Mississippi Public Broadcasting. I mean, you know, truth be told, we had a meeting the other day yes. about what we would do to, you know, keep everybody Aware. informed because that's what we do here at Mississippi Public Broadcasting. We so, keep you informed. Exactly. So exactly. Well, when we say keep it locked here to MPB Think Radio <laughs> right. all week long for your weather severe weather updates yeah and exactly. with um I, I do appreciate how you brought up the Fannie Lou Hamer yes. um, um, event which is actually going on now, right now. yeah and uh that 
that that I, I I don't know how I can put it into words, but that in-house production of uh, Fannie Lou Hamer stand up Mm -hmm. like the people in this building put that together Mm -hmm. and it was awesome also and instead of having to wait for the replay you can go to mpbonline.org and actually watch the the um, the program yes you can Fannie and Lou Hamer stand up it's it's awesome it's awesome yeah. and you learn so much what I uh, let's give a shout out to Taiwo 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 yeah. Taiwo yes. he's gonna kill me Taiwo. I said his name did an awesome did an awesome job he did an awesome job with that and I just like how they had uh, Macklemore and they had all of the um, people talking about her that knew her personally yeah. and and her daughter that she adopted two daughters did not know that she did not have those yeah things she uh, didn't know bi- yeah bi- mm-hmm. biologically she adopted those two daughters because she could not have children she tried it and she went to the hospital and i found out that they gave her a hysterectomy and it was they sterilized her without her knowing are you serious and those are things that you find out with this documentary and then this documentary allowed me to go online and do more history and more uh uh, yeah. Learn more, want to learn more about uh, Fannie Lou Hamer. So yeah. it prompted me to talk to my daughter about her. I asked her, do you know about, have you heard her name? And yeah. let's talk about her. Let's talk about uh, the pride of Mississippi and how many people in Mississippi did great things that our children don't know. Exactly. About. And it's so important to tell stories of civil rights leaders who uh, did, who are not Martin Luther King, exactly. who are not Malcolm X, who are not the, although great, you know, mainstays that we know in history, but people who kicked off things right here in the hotbed and ground zero of civil rights. And like I said, you got to visit the Civil Rights Museum when it opens up. I, I was privileged to do a sneak peek, and there will be some other sneak peeks coming up that, you know, you need to sign up for. Uh, but, I mean, it is Smithsonian quality. It tells the story of the civil rights history uh, truly, you know, without any type of, you know, fluff or cover-up. It's very, very honest. And before we go there, um, I do want, speaking of history, we want to say that the Chickasaw County Historical Arts and Crafts Festival is going on this weekend in Houston, Mississippi. That's the Chickasaw County Historical Arts and Crafts Festival, which is very important. Um, that's yeah. going on in Houston, Missi- uh, Mississippi this weekend. And we have an update. On yeah, the- that's what I love about this show, uh-huh. and especially when we get calls because it lets us know people are tuned in. Um, we got an update about the Mississippi Gulf Coast Music Fest. Um, everything has actually it's supposed to been spread over two days friday and saturday and everything has actually been uh pushed up to today so the headliner ludicrous he's actually going to be on stage tonight at 10 o'clock he was scheduled for saturday but you know due to the uh, impending weather everything has been pushed up to friday and it is uh it's happening today so I think they're going to start maybe about uh, 3 p.m. and then uh, all throughout the day, different bands and different acts. And uh, you can go on our website, mpbonline.org, find our events calendar and uh, and find more information right like that. And that makes sense to uh, not cancel it, but just move it up so everyone right. can be safe and still have a great time. Exactly. Yes, indeed. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. After we come from break, we're going to talk to George Chuck Patterson Chuck. in Mississippi Greek Weekend. Let's do it. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio.
home for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on the MPB Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo filling in for Mary Margaret Miller here, joined today by, of course, I'm here, Kamel King. You're always here. I'm, I'm, I try to be here. And when you weren't here, it was just odd. No. Now, we, we, you got to have that uh, Kamel King mix, all right? Right, right. <laughs> uh, well, for our last stop, uh, we're going to head back to Jackson and speak with George Chuck Patterson for the 10th annual Mississippi Greek Weekend. That's Welcome, right. George. Appreciate y'all having me. Oh, we love you here. I just, I'm privileged to have you here. Man, thank you. You thank do so you. many things in a beautiful smile, but you do so many things in uh, the Mississippi area and Jackson area alone with your community. And we could just start there. Yeah. Um, so 10 year anniversary. Yeah. 10 years of Mississippi Greek weekend. It started right. Well, at Tougaloo, actually, uh, while I was working at Tougaloo, uh, couple of fraternity brothers they were just coming into the organization omega sci-fi and we had a a conference a state conference and i was like well what if we got everybody together for uh you know something that could impact the campus uh show unity in the community and uh the idea of mississippi greek weekend was was hatched okay you know Mm -hmm. 10 years ago so this is our, our 10th one and uh we're looking at bigger and better things moving, you know, towards the future. Does it feel like 10 years? Right. Uh, it really doesn't. I, I, um, you know, you keep up with it, the dates of things that you, you know, you work on that you, you know, you, uh, plan to, to, uh, do every year. And it's like, man, we, last year was nine. Oh, <laughs> this is 10. Right. This is real. So it's, uh, it's an actual thing now. Like people look forward to it and, uh, people plan, and they make their schedule around. Like, I got to make sure I'm in, uh, you know, Jackson mm-hmm. right now for Mississippi Greek Weekend. Well, Michelle, you call him George. I, call, I know him as Chuck. Yeah, 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 from the yard. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, right. wow. And speaking <laughs> of uh, 10 years, you, tell me, how have you seen the growth of this organization, um, well, this event? Well, we, we started on, on a campus, right? And, you know, it was basically geared towards, uh, you know, Tougaloo and getting folks to come over to Tougaloo for a little while. We've seen... Uh, from year one to now, we've seen folks travel from Detroit, Michigan, uh, Mobile, Alabama, which is my hometown, uh, over in Louisiana, Texas. Uh, folks have traveled from, you know, a lot of different places to come down here and see, you know, how we do things in Mississippi. Well, Chuck, I, I know ever since, you know, back when we were in school, you've always been very active. Yeah. And you've always been an organizer. So this, you know, I applaud you for doing this and keeping it going because you saw a void where, you know, fraternities and step shows and, you know, the whole energy of that that was centered around HBCUs had really deadened. And you yeah. you and your organization and the people that go with you added a lot of life to it. So tell tell us about your vision and how you've kind of fulfilled this vision. So Mississippi Greek Weekend is, is really about being like a mobilizer, right? So if you've got a group of people that can get together and do something, uh, you know, pushing in one direction together, that's the thing. So it, there are a lot of things that we can focus on. One of the things that we, we began and we still do, uh, we've raised over uh, $60,000 uh, in the past five years for homelessness in Jackson. So uh, 
one of the events that we focus on and bring awareness to for Greek Weekend, uh, the Sleep Out for the Homeless with Mississippi Move. Right. We do that every November. And uh, what we do, we give a snapshot into what it's like to be homeless in Jackson. Wow. And we sleep out. Uh, it, it's not Poindexter Park anymore. They've renamed oh, okay. it. But uh, we sleep out in Poindexter Park with uh, folks, families, and sometimes just individuals that are uh, mm-hmm. that are homeless. Mm-hmm. I actually was a part of that one year. Yeah. And um, I was tearing up the entire n- uh, night. It really brought home the realness, if you yeah. you know, of that situation. Um, we kind of get removed from that. Yeah, because we go to a warm bed mm-hmm. every night. And it was very cold that year. I don't think it was maybe three years ago, uh, but another station I work with, we were all together. And right. I had on a fur and uh, boots, and I was still freezing. Still mm-hmm. cold. Still cold. And it was, I think it was, like you said, November. or Yeah, the- every, we do it every November. It's always right after Greek weekend. Uh, Greek weekend is usually the last weekend in September mm-hmm. or first weekend in October. And uh, the sleep out happens in November, which we'll be announcing the dates uh, at the step show tomorrow for okay. the sleep out. And uh, if you need more information about that, uh, msmove.org. So okay. that's our uh, our nonprofit partner with Mississippi Greek Weekend, mm-hmm. and we do f- fundraising and friend raising to make sure that we got folks that are focusing on uh, issues that are affecting Mississippians. You said friend raising. Yeah, explain that. We like we, that. we yeah. need friends. Like sometimes people uh, they're able to to give of their time resource or their talent resource, and they may may not have a lot of mm-hmm. money to donate. So if if we can make a lot of friends and mm-hmm. we have people, like I say, pushing in the same direction, if we're in the boat together rowing towards uh, the finish line, Look if we want to get rid of homelessness in Jackson, we can do it. We just got to start working together. Well, Chuck, I mean, Greek Weekend has a lot of elements to it. Yeah. I mean, you have yeah. community cleanup, cookout, kickball games. You know, give us kind of an itinerary of what people can expect and what all things they can do. Definitely. So uh, yesterday evening uh, with One Voice, we kicked off the Mississippi Black Leadership Summit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were at the Marriott, and we did a welcome mixer. So we've got folks from all over the state, even folks that have uh, flown in from uh, Baltimore, uh, drove over from Alabama, uh, to participate in the Mississippi Black Leadership Summit. And uh, we had an awesome mixer yesterday evening. And then uh, today, uh, activities will kick off with the Block Jam. And this is the downtown Block Jam in downtown Jackson on Fair Street. And we'll have artists from uh, Mississippi that are R&B, blues, hip-hop, and uh, you know others. So uh, visual artists will be out there. We'll have vendors out there on Fair Street. They, that starts at 6. Uh, after that, we'll have an after party. Uh, the after party, uh, we're taking a portion of those proceeds, and that's going directly to our homeless fund for Mississippi Move. And uh, tomorrow morning at the campus of Tougaloo College in the Owens Health and Wellness Center, we'll have the AKA 5K. So we're doing a, a 5K. We're trying to make sure that we stay fit uh, in fighting trim, make sure that we burn our calories. You know, we're going we to eat good because, you know, we got good barbecue, right? Mm-hmm. But we got to burn those calories yeah. off. Uh, after the uh, the 5K, we'll have a vendor fair where we've got all types of health screenings. Uh, we've got offices like Turner Care. We've got Celestial Health. Uh, Dr. Mock Muhammad, he'll have his team there. And we're, we're doing things where we want to make sure that Mississippians know what's going on with their body and they have access to people that look like them, care about them. Uh, and we'll do the step show after the vendor fair. Nice. Uh, the step show, we've got step teams from all across the state, uh, both collegiate and youth. Really? Right. So we've got the young people participating in the step show with us because, like I said, we're stronger together. We're better together. After the step show, we'll have an after party. And just as the uh, the night before, we're going to make sure that proceeds from that 
go to our homeless fund. And then Sunday, we've got our uh, community cleanup. We want to make sure that the place that allowed Mississippi Greek Weekend to come into existence looks a little bit better after there we leave go. it. We're going to clean up the Tougaloo community, and then we'll do a, a community kickball game and cookout, weather permitting, because I know we're watching the storm. Yes. Uh, but weather permitting, we'll be over at the uh, the VA softball fields. Right. Now, rewind it a little bit. Now, he did say there was an AKA uh, yeah. 5K, right, <laughs> for yeah. all the fellas out there yes, listening. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, ladies in biker shorts, the fellas going to be out there. Definitely. <laughs> walking definitely. with them. Yeah. That's I'm a good way to get, <laughs> get them out. And look, you know, the AKA 5K, it's uh, presented by the Roland Omega chapter of uh, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. That's great. And we've been partnering with them uh, for about three years. And between Tougaloo, uh, the AKs, uh, the RLO chapter, and Mississippi Greek Weekend, I think now we've got over 75 registered runners, but there are a lot of people that just show up and run and walk in. Uh, Speaking of, um, you you mentioned Tougaloo a lot, and that's where you uh, Yeah, that's that's my alma mater. That's your alma mater. Do you... Incorporate other colleges within um, the state to yeah, definitely. Uh, participate. Yeah, we we've done road trips and we've gone and made invitations in person to uh, colleges all over the state of Mississippi and uh, you know in neighboring states. So the everybody from Ole Miss all the way down to Alcorn, you know, in the middle. Valley. I noticed he didn't mention he didn't he's not going to say the word, but I'm going to say Jackson State University. Woo! He yeah. didn't say it. It's like against his DNA to no, say it. It, it is not against my DNA. You know, this job work with everybody. Java, he, he kept saying, he said, Ole Miss. What else did he say? Well, see, so he, he just didn't say it first. Like, uh-huh. it's like he should have. That's all. He just didn't say it first like he should have. He should have. I got you. Look, I got you. Our committee is, is made up of, of Jackson State grads, uh, Ole Miss grads, Mississippi State grads, uh, yeah. people from all over the place. And we all love over them Mississippi. All. And look. We're better together. We are. And we do want to make mention that this uh, event, the whole weekend, is not just for Greeks. No. Correct? No. Look, my my son will be here. He's three. My (laughs) wife will be here. I'm not going to tell her age, but she might get mad at me. But it's family-friendly stuff. So, you know, a kickball game, that's good for anybody. A step show that that has young people that are in high school. You've got college students that are going to be in this step show. You've got vendors. If you need to get your blood pressure checked and you don't have a cuff at home, come on out. Yeah. So uh, I asked you this earlier, but tell me how the uh, evolution of when you first started to now, what do you see the the difference is? Uh, a lot of a lot more people are uh, gravitating towards it. Um, some of the the things that we've that we've seen is the connections that are being made. People want to uh, associate themselves with something that means good for for others. Um, so. We've we've grown to en- encompass a lot of uh, you know community impact issues. Whether it's uh, the the homeless uh, shelters that we're working with, like the Billy Broomfield House, uh, and you know Stupot Services, uh, we've worked with the the Sickle Cell 5K over the years, um, and we we want to make sure that we're doing things that matter to Mississippians. So initially, we started just on the campus of Tougaloo College, and then it grew to, you know, like downtown Jackson, and then now we got folks coming from, you know, other states to see how we do things, and they they believe in what we're doing here, because Mississippi is an important part of history in this country, so if you can win in Mississippi, we can win anywhere. Well, tell us about your journey, kind of getting the people that it takes to pull this off, because, I mean, anybody that knows about production and doing things, you know, dealing with city and municipalities and bringing people together and connecting. I mean, this is not a small task, but I mean, I've always remember you being a leader, but 
How did you bring people together to really see your vision and kind of expand on this? A lot of phone calls uh, that, that turned into text messages, emails. But when you meet someone that um, that you can really vibe with, that has a good spirit, mm-hmm. uh, you you pull them in, and you know and you 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 see, hey, what do you think about this? Um, do you think you could you know lead this? And and for me, it's like. I might be responsible for the idea, but it's definitely been a team effort. Um, like we've we've had a lot of good folks to come on, even in like the past ten days. Wow, mm-hmm. uh, we've had some good people to come on. So it, it's not about well, you know, you got to be with us from the beginning. Right. Now nah, look, we're, we're pushing in the same direction. And if you believe in in making Mississippi better, if you believe in helping people, then. Um, we're looking for folks that are, you know, thinking about those things. So you're a DJ as well. A lot yeah, of I've been don't spending since that. I was 17. I know. And I met you in that DJ type of um, setting. Right. So are you DJing any events this weekend? I will DJ at some point. Uh, <laughs> I did a little last night. Um, I do not plan to do anything because I'm kind of, you know. Got your I'm, hands yeah, full. I, I got my hands full. Yeah. But I'll probably, if we get the... Uh, the the blessing from uh, the, the Most High tomorrow with some good weather, <laughs> I'll definitely be out there DJing for the kickballing community oh, uh, wow. cookout. And um, the kickballing community cookout, I like how you said uh, we're going to, you know, use the town, but then we're also going to clean up the town. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Don't just leave it dirty and nah. messy and then actually make it better. So if some trash that, you know, you guys didn't um, place, yeah. <laughs> you're going to make it better. It. I yeah, like that. Look, my grandmother said, you know, and my dad, I learned it from him. You got to leave a place better than what you found it. Wow. And that's real. I mean, because so many festivals, get-togethers, they might not leave it nasty. or They might have a, a cleanup crew, right. but, you know, they're not going to better it. Yeah. You know, it's like we're done, we're over with. They leave the community, and, and there's no connection until the next year when they need that community. Right. Yeah, we uh, we actually got an email from uh, the city today They. Uh, Mayor Lumumba gave us a proclamation for uh, Mississippi Greek Weekend. So that was a, a good surprise oh, in the right. inbox this morning. Is he going to, speaking of him, is he going to attend? He, he is uh, <laughs> supposed to be at the step show. Okay. Uh, so uh, hopefully, you know, his schedule will permit. You know, I, I know with city government, mm-hmm. things change day to day, uh, minute to minute. So we hope that he'll be able to be there. He's a member of a, a Greek letter organization. Okay. He's a capital. Okay. And Choko and I have been friends for a while. Yeah. So, you know, we, we appreciate uh, the support that, that he's offering, the city is offering. Um, and we've got uh, also Councilman Stamps as a supporter of the Greek mm-hmm. Weekend yes, as well. Yes, to keep their stamps. So where do you see Mississippi Greek Weekend going in the future? Honestly, um, and this is kind of like a uh, an announcement here, it's going to be on the coast. Mm. Ah, we right. got an exclusive mm. right here on yeah. MPB. Yeah, this is an announcement. It's, it's going to move <laughs> nice. to the coast. And um, with me being based in Gulfport now and uh, and one of my businesses being Are there, you? I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm based in Gulfport, Mississippi. Oh, okay. uh, and we have a, a T-shirt company, I Got It Made Clothing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like the presenting sponsor for Greek Weekend. Um, but we want to make sure that we welcome uh, Greek Weekend to grow from mm-hmm. the capital city and start to include the places um, like Gulfport and the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And we want to move it around and, and make sure it has legs to grow and uh, and visit other parts of the state. So before we go, let let everyone know what website they can go and get more information, get the itinerary, and see what's going on this weekend. Sure. You can check us out uh, online at msgreekweekend.com, uh, msgreekweekend on all social media outlets. And if you need a phone number to call, you can call 601 Seven zero six nine two seven three.
Excellent job, Chuck, to you and your team. Oh, we appreciate it, man. Oh, we wow. appreciate it. Well, we want to thank you for traveling with us today. We want to thank all of our guests for coming, speaking to us this morning. Royce Boyer with the Mississippi Composers Concert, Mike Marsh with the Renaissance Eurofest, and George Chuck Patterson with the 10th Annual Mississippi Greek Weekend. Next Stop Mississippi is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting, Think Radio. For Kamel King, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Southern Remedy for Women is up next. For join us next week for another amazing trip on the next stop Mississippi only on MPB Think Radio.